0: What day, what day is it? What day is it? What day is it? What day
1: is it? What day is it? Well, I'm always bad. Is it the flip over day on the day of or the, the day after? I I think it's the uh day for, day two of uh year forty three is going okay. I would also say uh uh I found uh something uh I was cleaning earlier. Oh uh, they finally dropped uh, huh? very early in the morning. What's that?
2: They finally dropped, huh?
1: Let's not let's not get into clinical definitions of things, um, but uh, I think i say I found it looked like something had crawled crawled into this place and either died or uh, uh, left a belated birthday gift, and that uh, that was a uh, you know it's not a sometimes people should just uh, keep their you know thoughts and prayers to themselves and their gifts and their gifts.
2: I thought you quit there drinking beer.
1: Dude, honest to God, I don't know how long that thing had been there. So it's entirely... Oh, sorry. That's some delicious sparkling water. Um,
0: what, yeah. What yeah, did you but find? Uh,
1: but today... Huh?
2: What did you find?
1: Uh, I, I don't even want to describe it because I want us to be able to air this episode. I would just... Just say that it looked like something you would not want to step in—that a bear had left, uh, that you think part of your leg would disappear down into.
2: I'm intrigued and not intrigued at the same time.
1: If you would
0: imagine uh,
1: someone you know that has a large arm or a large or a regular sized leg, right, cutting it off, and then something roughly that that you feel like would be roughly that size.
2: Oh. Righty then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also happy uh National Macaro- Macaroon Day.
2: Ah oh National Macaroon Day. I've uh I've been meaning to mark that on my calendar.
1: An autonomous vehicle day, because I would, you know, and I've washed my hands several times with bleach and uh 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 vinegar and uh soap, of course, and uh what's that blue stuff you put on dishes?
0: that stuff
2: um, myth from breaking bad
1: Yeah yeah well that's what caused the zombie outbreak but I uh I would definitely uh autonomous vehicle day would is a good day for, to be today cuz I wouldn't want to touch a steering wheel uh you know for fear that the uh uh magical magical aromatic experience might might stain Did you uh did you did you watch the entire series of breaking bad I did What other AMC shows have you gotten into? Okay. Did you watch the show that was like, I remember when that was like the post-apocalyptic show.
0: Jericho. Um,
1: No, it was, uh, I think it was called Into the Badlands. No. If I'm remembering correctly. I always loved, and you've probably seen this somewhere, but I always loved the idea i don't know if i call it a conspiracy theory well i guess it would be a conspiracy between the writers and showrunners uh right. but the idea that all of the amc original content shows take place in the same timeline in the se- on the same planet earth right and you know they're all connected uh in some way and i guess the most sp- specific way i can think of um between Breaking Bad to The Walking Dead is uh, that in, like, the first season of The Walking Dead, the character Glenn, he drives what I think is the same red Camaro, maybe, uh, that's in Breaking Bad. And then Daryl and Merle, I think one or both of them have bags of the blue meth from Breaking Bad. And so that was always one of my favorite theories, you know, because they never got into the zombie outbreak on Walking Dead. But the, one of my favorite theories, because I think Robert Kirkman or somebody came back later and said, oh, it was, you know, it was aliens de- depopulating the world to go back in to, to reform humanity. But it seemed more interesting if it was something related to... Uh, the, the meth on the walking or uh, on breaking bad that that triggered some thing in the humans that had led to uh led to the zombie outbreak and then into the bad lands would be i guess 500 years after that so
2: right
0: right i have not heard that theory did you ever hear the theory
1: Well, let me, I'll just ask you before it says, how did you think Mad Men was going to end?
0: Uh, I I don't recall
2: having a notion on how it would end,
0: but, uh, it it seemed appropriate. I kind of dug the ending.
1: Yeah. Um, did I tell you I met him, Matthew Weiner? I worked on a movie with him, and when I met him, I was like, "Congratulations!" Because I guess he just won an Emmy. Yeah. And he looked at me like nobody, like it was just odd, like out of place. He's like, "Oh wow, thanks." Like nobody, I don't know. Like he was just used to obviously, you know, the intensity of a of a SAG film uh, uh, set. But um, but there was a great thread. It's somewhere on Reddit because obviously I did Reddit before. Um, The series finale of Mad Men. But literally, it was like, obviously, it wasn't every scene in the series, but it was a very targeted, point-for-point, specific elements in specific episodes where somebody had formulated that that at the end of the show, Don Draper would end up being D.B. Cooper, and that that would be the end of the show, that he would hijack the plane and jump out.
2: I like that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was really, really. I mean, the beauty, you know, was the specificity of the this thing from you know season one episode four. This thing from season two episode you know four, six. You know, like multiple, multiple specific, just very. Yeah, and then obviously his his aesthetic, John Hamm's aesthetic, uh, in the role, you know, in sunglasses looks not unlike the you know popular imagery of uh, of uh, D.B. Cooper. I feel like I've seen D.B. Cooper come up lately, like in the last few months in the news again, like new theories about, uh, you know, but obviously nobody's there to, to who would know. But, uh,
0: oh yeah, there's a whole new, uh,
1: I guess, it, um yeah, I guess there's several. I just clicked on you know Google News, and there's, I guess there's several in the last since last November, because I don't you know time flies by, and you wouldn't know tomorrow was June, you know, unless you looked at a calendar, and not if you went outside because I think it's you know 68 or 70 degrees. But, but what's your favorite? Uh, and again, I don't I don't like the phrase conspiracy theory, but like kind of American mythology or or an event that's been mythologized in American history that we don't have a lot of information on versus things we do know about, like, you know, the lives, generally speaking, that are quasi well-documented, like the lives of presidents and celebrities of their of their age?
2: Uh, man, that's a oddly specific question that I don't know that I have an answer for. American mythology, is that a, a good way of putting it? like
0: folklore
1: uh, yes um, folk- well folk- yeah folk- folklore is good, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah no i i i got nothing, do you have something in mind?
1: no, I was just thinking about d b cooper, and then
2: i uh, i mean we, we get i somewhere him, in my mind but they're they're things like the grassy knoll and 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 stuff
0: yeah. like that, you know, um.
1: Oliver Stone I know I know you you're you're not a fan of uh Rogan, but uh Oliver Stone I think was on yesterday An episode dropped. Uh and it was Oliver Stone and I got about an hour, hour and a half into it, and I don't think any JFK related stuff's come out yet. I guess Oliver Stone had just released a um Let me Google it and see what what, what it says about it. But that he had uh I guess just Made a documentary about nuclear power and dissecting, you know, because obviously when Americans think about nuclear, nuclear power, they're conditioned to think about weapons um, and, and thinking that every nuclear power plant that ge- ge- geared around the idea that it's unsafe. Versus, you know, and so he just weighed, you know, the actual, actual events that happened, the actual amount of attributable deaths versus oil related deaths, coal related deaths, uh, coal spills, toxic, toxic things like that.
0: Um,
1: Isn't it odd? Do you like obviously. I don't know a lot of dudes. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through, which might be a strike against me. But uh, Scarface, did you? Were you a fan of that when it first came out?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was taboo to an extent. It, I don't know if there weren't just any movies like that made at that time where drugs were such in the forefront and and gang uh, activities from the Miami-Cuban side of things. But mm-hmm. it seemed the more uproar it got, the more we wanted to watch it, which is often the case. Thank you, Tipper Gore.
1: Thanks, Tipper Gore. Do you Well, and obviously, because you were there, kind of at ground zero, do you think that was one of the first... Um, cause obviously I was, I wasn't, I don't think born when Star- Scarface, well, maybe Scar- No, yeah, I was cause it came out in 83, but was Scarface maybe, and I guess maybe the Godfather had, but maybe people had a different, different affinity for it. Possibly because, um, and again, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but possibly because Italian Americans have become more mainstream. Uh, but do you think part of the, well, number one, I guess. Do you think Scarface maybe was an early uh I don't want to call it a trigger because I think the 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 gesticulating that people got into about it, like the typical rap lyric, all that stuff was performative. But do you think Scarface was an err well, I would say an early precursor, but a precursor to a lot of uh People in the eighties, the hyper reactionary specifically on the right uh people who were uh, motivated to censor other the content other people could view, and obviously that panic would later get into you know hip hop and probably some metal and then I guess that you know the satanic panic and and all that stuff a few couple of years later into the eighties, but do you think scarface maybe was kind of a first unintentional wave in that, in that skirmish.
2: I think, uh, porn, you know, I remember the theater downtown Winston Salem, still showing adult movies. And then when that got, and then one day it wasn't there anymore. Uh, so, you know, I remember the triple X and all that stuff.
1: Was that on fourth street?
2: I don't remember what street it was, but, uh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But so censorship has been a thing for forever. And in the way, you know, the FBI reported that after Godfather, they heard mob leaders start talking like, they did in in the movie, you know, Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the cartel took some notes from Scarface as well, because our view of their lifestyle is very much the same, so it might have been a blueprint of sorts in that regard.
0: I don't know what Tipper Gore uh, Tipper Gore's problem was, but,
1: uh, I think she was just a product. And again, I've never met her. I don't, I don't, I'm not a Tipper Gore expert, but just observationally, you know, theater one stuff, just observing people's behavior. And when you see repetitive behavior among people, you know, and, and kind of cultural engagements, you can, See similar patterns in upbringing and background, and um, it it just seemed, at least to me, you know, previously in his in, in history, um, the political parties were kind of the opposite of where they are now, at least in around here. You know, uh, you know, back back, probably maybe everywhere, but um, but she just seemed to be one of the last-ditch people, little Southern women who were kind of, you know, maybe they went to a private all-women's college and they all wear Lily Pulitzer, you know, and, you know, oh, my God, that's so funny, that that crowd. I guess now, you know, that crowd, if they're not wearing Lily Pulitzer, it's all, like, high-waisted jeans, you know, light-colored jeans with white shirts and sand-colored uh Shoes and whatnot with highlights and their hair parted in the middle, but but the kind of that Lily Pul- Pulitzer crowd, but trying to keep it you know, care for the family, and that maybe there was still some uh, uh anchoring it into religion, and probably for um, I mean, you can't imagine it was not also a tactic to try to help her uh husband who was being attacked as you know liberal dude, you know, anti-God anti, you know, whatever the cry against Democrats is. And so she was trying to be, oh no, we're good. We're good. Religious Southern folk. We want to protect families. And her avenue for pursuing that was to attack, uh, hip hop, uh, with nonsense warning labels that Obviously, I mean, you know, it's just gonna, you know, what's what's the coolest album here? Well, which one has the most warning labels on it? Right. So, that was the thing that killed me, and I know we talked about this before. When they, you know, the, the, in Tennessee, when the legislature uh, uh, voted voted on expelling the three legislators and only expelled the two uh, non Caucasian males, like who in their right mind didn't understand that was a Republican in the state of Tennessee? All that's going to do is whip up support and make everybody who's a Republican, especially in the legislature in Tennessee, look like robe wearing, cross burning, flag burning racist. And these two young men who they expelled are going to become heroes on a national and potentially international stage.
2: I don't think that they can allow themselves the veil of deception to get thick enough to where it isn't. At the least sheer uh they can't help themselves, they're going to be who they are. It's compulsory to them just they could they couldn't fake it long enough to create a full facade that it is anything other than they're putting them in their place and in their mind, they probably think that they should just accept it and
0: comply.
1: Well, and unfortunately, and you know, we've run into this time and 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 time again, uh, ad infinitum as, as, uh, um, they say in the alien movies, but, um, when you have people, you know, in America, in this case, it happens to be people on the right who think that it's that they're, you know, engaging in extremely prejudiced behaviors against people and and all that, and they uh, and you know, legislating hate and and abuse and uh, going out of their way to to actively try to devalue people and. And it certainly, and unfortunately, uh, you know, the state today, you definitely see from uh, people on the right, and even, I mean, you know, um, the uh, lieutenant governor of North Carolina, you know, who uh, has said multiple times in interviews and in public uh, that he thought the civil rights movement was terrible. And that uh, it, you know it wasn't fair to business because the market should decide, uh, and that everything they're doing and uh,
0: yeah, Mark Robinson,
1: the uh, lieutenant governor, people just you know intentionally acting a, against a, a great future for all of us and. Especially or Mark Robinson, I should say. Mark Walker's uh uh former representative who's I think trying to run for governor for the to be nominated for the Republican ticket. But uh, um yeah, Mark Robinson, I mean it's like uh you know, the head the uh head of the Proud Boys, uh Enrico Tario. Enrique Tario, uh what what is with what kind of brainwashing has gone on to make people hate their uh, identity and 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 hate their body, hate their skin color and to actively want to join in with uh right-wing evangelical white supremacy
2: movements
0: you know man i have
2: no idea uh you know that's
1: unfortunate cuz i really was hoping you had the answers to that
2: it, it to that question it, it's got to be a mix of some kind of trauma
0: some kind of delusion um i think they see
2: that just because white culture has always been the main culture that maybe they're hoping to find shelter from the storm, you know? Uh, Yeah. Maybe they think they can make positive changes from the inside out. Uh, I don't know. I, I would love, I'd love to hear them speak frankly without spin. But you just can't speak. You can't rely on anything a conservative say, says as anything other than spin. Their their true motivation is never going to be this is what I want and this is why I want it, Whether no matter what that is. They're going to hide behind
0: patriotism and, you know, Bible a la carte, that kind of stuff, so... It, yeah it, i'm it, it i guarantee you there is complexity in their lives that isn't healthy well
1: yeah a hundred percent and and i think that's you know part of the part of the negative elements uh that are have have i don't know if they're
0: bastardized or hurt
1: uh men is this you know this fake idea about that masculinity's acting tough instead of just you know admitting you know I'm hurt, I need help, this is a difficult situation, I need someone uh considerate and thoughtful to talk to. Um and so yeah obviously it's just manifested itself in a number of uh bad ways, but it's you know, tough too when people uh
0: gear their lives around
1: you know a free pass from God so they can intentionally go out and you know keep intentionally engaging in the behaviors that they are <clears throat> having to ask for forgiveness uh, back about later you know i i I'm curious if uh why no one You know, and I'm I'm pretty much a news junkie with multiple channels, and sometimes I try to sit through things that make me nauseous to try to hear what the other side says Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, because I want to try to understand their point of view. But obviously, inevitably, when it comes back to, you know, well, I've been forgiven, well, maybe if you didn't actively engage in stuff that was horrific behavior to hurt other people, you probably wouldn't have to, you know, if you weren't doing so much horrible shit, you wouldn't have to be, you know, forgiven so much. Um, but uh, but I'm always curious, you know, especially the, um, you know, the militant right-wing people we deal with, especially, I mean, clearly in this example are the primary, you know, they're not just the examples. They're just they're the, these specific cases with, uh, you know, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, these great evangelical conservative Christian women. If they're that great, why are they getting divorced? You know, and, uh, I'm sure the answer would come back about, oh, we just don't know God's plan or God's time and this and that.
2: Well, if you chase Jesus, then
0: men are going to chase you chasing Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, uh, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, dude, there's so many, there's so many, so many, uh,
1: Things that I just remember, and you know i mean i i I had some nice times with some nice people, and I mean you're always going to have disagreements with folks and try to resolve them and work through them in positive ways, but um it I don't say it hurts my heart, but i I'll just say it's disappointing, you know, as many people as i as I have known, you know, for years and um, especially, you know, during the election and they felt empowered afterwards um, just to post and engage in the most nonsensical, hateful talk and and all this stuff. To a point you think, how how is this person allowed to live on their own? They probably need to be in some kind of group facility. Um, but, uh,
0: we have tough a all the way
1: around
2: who, uh, when all this started, he and I were talking, they have the, the, uh, gumbo party
0: and he was like, I'm starting to think these guys aren't my brothers anymore. And I said, dude, they never were.
2: and that that kind of you know just hung in the air a little while, and we didn't carry the conversation far beyond that, but uh it goes back to what i've said i I've saw these people for who they were, even as a child,
0: when they were children If you live in this area odds are your neighbor is
2: not going to be someone who supports your lifestyle unless you
0: are in the hive.
1: Yeah, I saw, I actually saw him yesterday. Um And oh, yeah. he and I had had a similar conversation. I think it had came up that y'all had had that conversation. And I think something, and I, it's similar to conversations you and I have had also, just about you know, and I put this in my my some presentations I do sometimes you know, but just being f- from a place doesn't make you of a place, and you know sometimes in life you have to seek out your real tribe because the people around you that 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 would be by chance not by choice you know, and so at some point trying to f- feel empowered and understand you have the right to go out and seek out your people because, you know, I mean, the people you're around might be your people, but they might not. There's nothing wrong with that. And they shouldn't try to shame you because they're not your people. Um. But yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. I wonder how much of that was, uh, cause I feel like, you know, you always hear about these reformers, Martin Luther, and then, you know, John Wesley and these other people that really were working to, to, Turn Christianity and and whatever sect may have fed off of it, like John Wesley being credited with starting the Methodist Church. How much of it had to do with rejecting all the stuff we're talking about that was done by the people he wanted to break away from? And then suddenly, you know, obviously once he'd been dead for hundreds of years, the only way the new people who had taken over in place of him knew how to you know, facilitate control was to engage in all the horrible behaviors that were the whole reason he set up the thing to to get away from. Um.
0: Well, as far
2: as it being okay or not okay to be your people, you know, I'm fine with that. If you want to make your camp up of pizza toppings, we can still be friends. You know, i go back to the whole pineapple thing. That's a difference of opinion. And in a world where, uh, of course, in this situation, the people that don't like pineapple on their pizza want to ban anyone from getting pineapple on their pizza. And that's where I draw the line. You're fine. If you, you're okay with me eating pineapple on, it makes you physically ill to even think of
0: it. You know, we'll, we'll just won't eat dinner together that night. But, uh, at some point, as history has shown, those camps just diverge too much. What can you abide? Well,
2: the dude abides. He doesn't abide what we're talking about though, and that's just it,
1: yeah yeah i wish uh I wish it was that that's that's the great thing I love about uh really i wouldn't say simple icebreakers, but like basic discuss, like basic icebreakers, especially you know working with students um I mean it kind of works with anybody, but you know adults kind of get in their own way a lot uh and you can't and it takes a while for. If they, if they even get to the point where they can kind of deconstruct their pre existing notions, but just basic things like, uh, you know, is a, is a hot dog a sandwich, you know, or is a, is a taco a sandwich, you know, something, just something basic, you know, that you can, that you can get into engaged, enthusiastic discussions, but that nobody's going to, pitch a fit and, you know, scream about whatever if, if, you know, as they go through the conversation and they can be fun. Did you, uh, you've seen Iron Man three. I have. Okay. I only mentioned that it's not because I was in Iron Man three. I say that I saw a thing the other day that was supposed to be a hidden Easter egg. And I don't think it was an Easter egg, but I didn't realize, maybe I just hadn't thought about it in a while. But uh, Ben Kingsley's Mandarin character, I guess at some point, has an anarchist A tattooed on the back of his neck. Yeah. Right. I didn't realize until I saw the picture. I mean, I'd seen the movie a couple times, and obviously I'd say to anybody listening to this, if you can find me in Iron Man 3, that used to be the drinking contest. Um, And you have to drink the whole bottle. But... um. I didn't realize, or maybe I just forgotten that it was like a Captain America shield.
0: Yeah, I'm not familiar the... with the character enough. Yeah, I, I never uh, really was, was in the just... comics. I just, I preferred books. What, was, what were some of your favorite books?
1: just in general in your life that have stuck with you or you feel like you learned something from?
2: Well, my first two books were the Hobbit and the stand. Oh, wow. So, I mean, my first, that's like the citizen Kane.
1: It's it's like you read citizen. It's like you made citizen Kane to start off with.
2: Yeah, it it really, it really is. And that was a point I was going to make. I mean, it's, you know, it's all comparable. you well you it's all relative, I should say, to that introduction to literature, and while the hobbit was uh I prefer the Hobbit out of the two, I think it's a more cohesive story
0: the The stand introduced me to a way of thinking. Because even then, because I, I was, you know, nine or ten years old, uh, I was just
2: floored by that guy's brain and knew, and th- he has better books, but I knew that inside his head were these complete worlds that he didn't have to make up, but he interpreted. Because, like with The Hobbit, it. it it was social commentary, you know, um, much as often as fantasy books really do reflect today's then existing condition or whatever with the stand, you just really got to know sick individuals from a healthy, questionable, healthy mind. And that allowed me to
0: do the same thing you know, I felt, I felt at home and, and I
2: learned even before I heard the term that you can never blame the character for what they say and do. I never feel guilty about the horrible things that that I come up with because I'm, you know, I'm just making it up. I know it's not me, but there are just truly horrendous things that I could write out in stories that crack me up because it's just wrong. And again, no harm to anyone. Nothing but love.
0: But my people do some messed up things.
1: Yeah, who's your... And I guess there's only like two two that I'm aware of, two um, visual adaptations. I mean, they were both on TV. So, I, I mean, I guess you would say TV, TV miniseries adaptations. Um, I've only seen the one uh, with, that had Rob Lowe and uh, I think Jamie Sheridan played Randall Flagg. I'm trying to go from memory here because I'm. was in it. Gary Sinise, yeah. Um, the Great
0: Corin Nimick. Um.
1: But uh, oh yeah, Molly Ringwald, mm-hmm. Laura San Giacomo. Yeah, I forgot she was in it. Shawnee Smith.
2: This newest oh, version yeah. they did was pretty good.
1: I liked it. Did you think that that the Randall Flagg character, who do you, I mean, just of, I guess, Jamie Sheridan, Alexander Skarsgard, and I think, you know, I guess Matthew McConaughey was supposed to play a version of the man, you know, that Randall Flagg is the man in black. Yeah. In the Stephen King novels.
2: Uh, Yeah. In in the book that we can say the name, but the movie we cannot say
0: the name of. Or it is an abomination upon this earth and
2: while earlier I said I don't wish harm on anyone Mm -hmm. that's the one exception like I want to take a version of everybody involved in that movie Mm -hmm. and slowly dip them in
0: boiling oil but then when you pull them out they're okay just like Highlander yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that works. You know, I, I want to stab them through their hearts with dull rhubarb.
0: I mean, rebar. Did I, uh, did I ever tell you
1: I auditioned for under the dome? No. Yeah. And honest to God, I've never, I'd never read the book or whatever the book was based or the TV show is based on an auditioned for the pilot. And, uh, like, you know, I'm from here. And number one, nobody said this is based on a Stephen King novel. They never said this is a drama TV show. And I read the script and I thought, oh, this is a comedy about being from like Davidson County. Because <laughs> there was a character like Big Daddy, or was his name. And he's, you know, the, 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 I guess the rich old bastard who runs the town. And so I was thinking of like those kind of dudes, you know, that were like, I'm the biggest fish in this pond, you know, that kind of old, you know, Southern people that were trapped in tropes and great, great granddad, was a good man. He was fighting against the, you know, the Imperial forces of the North or whatever those people say, but I thought it was a comedy. And, uh, so I did it like it was a comedy. Cause I, cause it, cause it, you know, cause I guess the, I'm trying to remember what was in the the, the script, but it was something like, you know, that the dome was coming down, and everybody was like, what the hell's that? But it didn't read like, what the hell's that? It read like, Hey, what the hell is that? And I so I didn't get that job, obviously. <laughs> but I did.
0: But uh, <laughs> it was
1: yeah, I mean just the yeah it was um I think jobs I was bummed I didn't get um I auditioned a bunch of times for Sleepy Hollow and a bunch of times for uh, Turn, the, the spy show on AMC about the Washington, the Washington spy right, ring. Right. Yeah, I really yeah, wanted yeah. really wanted to nail those jobs. I mean, I wanted every job, but specifically those two because I was always a nerd about Sleepy Hollow and I, I've only been there once and we just kind of drove through it and we're kind of on the way to, to, to New England one time. And literally it was the most beautiful place i would ever seen in my life, right there on the river. And now it's Terrytown and uh, Sleepy Hollow in Terrytown now, but just amazing, just uh, phenomenal. Did you ever, God, what was that? Did you like, um, did you like the Langoliers, the TV adaptation of the Langoliers?
2: Yes, very much. So,
1: yeah, I just remember watching that, and I had such a hard time because you know when you're young, you identify. Well, it's different ages, I guess. You would just identify certain things a certain way and certain actors playing certain characters and so to see someone playing out a type you have a hard time with and Bronson Pinchot Yeah to play like the role he played in the Lango I couldn't I, I mean I was you know 8 or 9 years old so I couldn't get into it but I was tr- but I just could not process it because I'm so used to his you know Cousin Larry, you know balky right, thing right yeah um and then obviously and i saw it later but because obviously my parents were very strict or whatever so i didn't see beverly hills cop till i was much later and you know the when he plays the surge and the uh art art gallery in yeah, beverly hills Well,
0: yeah. Acc- would you like a little Accel. twist
2: no ackle axel yeah Achmed. Acc- yeah. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Shut
1: up. Yeah, he was great. He was great. What was <laughs> Are are you just specifically are you just specifically not saying the name of the movie that uh Matthew McConaughey was in playing the man in black? Yes.
2: Yes. We do not call we that not movie. Call that. We will talk about the Dark Tower books all day okay. long. But
0: when you put movie on the end of it. I mean, it's Voldemort. Yes. You don't recall a-
2: my Facebook meltdown over that
1: <laughs> i uh it probably was right about the time I started tuning out everything people were writing on Facebook
2: oh man um and having to yeah, yeah, some people trolled me over that for about a year. Dude, it is so bad that literally on Idris Alba's actual Facebook page. I ragged him about it so much that he replied.
0: Hold on, on say that there. again.
2: Someone replied on his official Facebook page because I just ragged him for being in that movie. Every chance I got. I got a screenshot of it somewhere. And I even called it Michael the movie must not be named.
1: Yeah, Michael Weatherly replied to me one time on Twitter. I thought that was cool. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'd never, because I'd never watch, you know, because again, because my brother would watch NCIS, so I'd never watch it because he didn't know what he was talking about. Shout out to that nice guy. And, uh, but I remember one time I caught, because people, but then the people would say that his character on the show reminded them of me. The, you know, Anthony Denozo character. And uh, I was like, yeah, whatever. The same reason people who say the thing about it, I reminded them of Don Draper. And it was before I'd ever seen Mad Men. And <clears throat> I was, I was like, yeah, whatever. But then I watched it and I'm like, oh, I don't know if they meant that as a compliment, but I'll take it, <laughs> you know. Right, right. People yeah.
2: called me house while that movie was, where that show was on.
1: That's brilliant. That's, that's, that's the just about the highest compliment I could I could. That's and that's I phenomenal. It, that's, uh, and
2: you know. while again I don't like the show because how can it be Legionnaires' disease in the last thirty seconds of each episode? Still,
0: he, he his portrayal was just all time TV great. Do you th- what do you think the magic is
1: about? Cause you know, Hugh Grant famously said, I mean, it's famous to me. I don't know if anybody else heard it on inside the actor's studio. Um, you know, James Lipton was saying, well, you know, and this was back at a point in his career where before he had a little bit more confidence in himself that he could go beyond rom-com. I mean, rom-com can be difficult, but, but obviously he's just, that's his, that's his bag of tricks but um but he was uh, i don't know if this question was well what what kind of roles i think it was mainly started out what kind of roles do you seek and he made a joke about you know whichever job pays more and has prettier girls but at some point he he made it a point to say uh you have to be specific and i don't know how to be specific in an american way um, right. but i think I think Idris Elba's done it, but I'm just curious. And I feel like you would just name somebody else besides Idris Elba. And maybe you didn't. And I'm just, for some reason, my mind thinks you had said that. But there is, oh, House. Yeah. Oh, Hugh Laurie. Sorry. That's exactly what we're talking about. There is some, there is some, because I feel like this is supposed to be a question, but in my mind, it's not coming out like one. There does seem to be uh I wouldn't say a magical quality, but it kind of a where the insight of non Americans playing Americans they do seem to have and they articulate it in their performance without you know being showy, they do seem to have a very
0: specific insight into uh, American behavior. I think with American uh,
2: characters, that America has such a broad range of acceptable American cultures that, uh, I mean, if you were to put Just New
0: England over Europe, and there would be, you know, 30 countries. So
2: to act American, what version? You know, the Northwest, the West Coast, Southern, uh, New England, Mid Atlantic, Midwestern, you know, Ohio Valley. It's just, you can pick somebody and While we wouldn't necessarily be able to pick up the fact that they're not from Boston dropping the eyes and you know, from Southie. We they get away with it because it's passable and we just have so many different types that we go, Oh, you're American and it not be anybody like you've ever met before, but you know they're American. That's my perception on that. That's why I think foreigners can play Americans so well.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I certainly with the diversity of that, but I think he was just speaking more to that. there. in the same kind of way with house where there's an air of.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> I guess he's saying that he can't be douchebag enough in an American way to be passable.
1: Right, or just that, um, and maybe it's a thing we all have, it might be because we're, you know, generally speaking, all Americans, but at some point where we all feel qualified in our, um, qualified in our, uh, out loud speaking voice, um, right. that, but based around the fact of that whether it's genetic or, a uh, learned behavior you know the ideology of um there's some degree of righteousness i'm not saying there is but i'm saying that the perception of for 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 audiences there that there's some uh degree of freedom and righteousness in what we say and because of that um uh, you know we're inadvertently you know, whether, you know, we're never a vil- villain, we would just be an anti-hero, if that, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like so the house so damn
2: cartoony, man, that they can literally be trying to be over the top and almost insulting. And we're like, you nailed it.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> 100%. Know, that's the funniest bravado
2: thing. Bravado yeah. and how can you <clears throat> tell the American, just look for the person speaking the loudest. Uh, you know, that kind of thing.
0: That's pretty I, funny, I,
2: I know I have issues with my inside voice sometimes
1: <clears throat> what uh you you're you're a you're a you're a stocks and financial guy i am what I why is uh
0: my portfolio show that i don't know i don't know
1: because they don't know you're an expert possibly <laughs> what is going on with and again cuz i'm out in the world doing stuff and you are too so maybe you're not keeping up with this either what is going on with people selling off target stock and the price going down because target is embracing lgbtq plus
2: well news always triggers stock one way or the other if news happens something's going to happen um and currently there is tangible uh direct effect upon go woke go broke. But eventually what's gonna happen is all these executives in these companies, they have family. And as is the case, they're gonna some
0: of them are gonna be gay or, or whatnot. So it's easy to boycott
2: Bud Light because there's other beers. But all these companies have somebody in their family that has that uniqueness about them that deserves to be celebrated and, and acknowledged. At, at the minimum, just acknowledge it, that they have a right to survive and live so when you you wonder why, why are these companies doing this then, well, eventually, conservatives are going to run out of companies because being gay is not something you're raised as it's what you're born into, and even the people screaming the loudest about it, and I got a Facebook friend who's just on and on about racism, but the second uh Anything as far as sexual orientation goes, and his own daughter is that way, and he's like, Oh, that mess, that silliness, that student, you know, I don't mess with that. That's not in the Bible. Uh, They're just going to run out of people. So, back to your question about stock prices, I can bet you money that. The people who know how it works are buying Target right now because Target ain't going nowhere. It's just not. It might take a dip. It might even take a year. But buy now, sell later. Let's look at the stock. I haven't bothered with
0: anything financial in a while. Do you know how much it's dropped?
1: uh I, <clears throat> no, but I' just seen stories the last two or three days. I gotta oh, pause for a minutes. second to cough like a maniac outstanding perfect um no but there uh there was just a thing on the news about it but
2: uh i mean but Derek also and down I, this is down twenty five percent oh wow, wow uh but for the month on the month it's down 25% on the year it's down 30% and you definitely can see that drop personally i would wait longer before buying cuz even in the 5 year uh the 5 years ago well it's
0: up 54% from 5 in 5 years so it dropping is
2: yeah you know, market adjustment now i wish people understood that about all all that's going on with, with support that it's all a market adjust, adjustment it, well so yeah so just like with with affirmative action and all that stuff and people are like well it ain't right for someone to get the job just because they're black. Well, that's because it was 400 years of them not getting the job when they were more qualified. And there's not any more, and there's no uptick in people that are LGBTQ, whatever. There, There's no uptick. It's just now the market as allows them to be visible. And by market, I mean... Society. So this market adjustment will be just like stocks having market adjustment. They were undervalued and now the value may be more visible, but as it fades into the past, uh, it'll balance out and companies won't necessarily need to target market. And I don't mean target the company. I mean, Target has him targeting marketing. And, uh, and of course, these scumbags that are up in arms about it, it'll become five years old in their head and it won't be the hot topic, and Tucker will be finding something else for them to be
1: upset about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, it's tragic. Nobody's, nobody's outraged about, uh, their gregarious infidelities of uh Kevin McCarthy and his other
0: oh yeah, yeah. Elected uh, brethren
2: if, dude, if family values mattered, they wouldn't be driving their children to
0: molestation centers, otherwise known as church yeah it's yeah, out of control,
1: well, his. You know, his uh, alleged uh you know, affair with Renee Elmers was uh got almost ten years ago. Um so it's 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 been a minute, so I guess uh Kevin McCarthy's, you know, got a I don't call it a deep rooted North Carolina connection, but uh you know, a couple inches into North Carolina, but uh
2: Yeah, probably not deep rooted.
1: No, no, I think that would be a misnomer, to
0: use the phrase deep rooted.
1: I'm honest to God, I don't I think if if uh, conservatives never went to Target again, they'd still do excellent business if you know just, you know, people with, with uh, caring hearts and empathy and kindness well, and understanding. Here's another story that's that.
2: Walmart's been doing that kind of stuff all along. But they're not up in arms about Walmart because they know they got to go shopping sometime. Uh, Chick Fil A opened uh, hired a VP of diversity, and they're already freaking out. Not a not a VP of of anything other than diversity specifically, but diversity. And that's enough for these
1: cowards to
2: uh, cry about. Wah.
1: Yeah, I, I think I saw this morning. Um, clearly earlier than we're doing this show, so a few minutes ago. Um, where now? It's the it's the you know evangelical right that's attacking Chick Fil A. Yeah, uh, these people just don't have a
0: life. They don't have
2: anything but existence. I'll go back to
0: the natural order of everything is destruction. And they're just little more than rocks hurtling through space waiting to collide with something. They make me sad. I, I got
2: to go shower and go make computers happy and people too, I guess. And, uh, stuff.
1: Right on. Well, I have to do the same thing. Um, yeah, I have to do the same thing.
2: The exact same thing.
1: Yeah. I was about to say the same thing without computers, but in fact, I'm on a computer. I am on two, three, three computers right now. So yeah, all right. Well, have All right, a great babe.
2: day. All right. You too. Later. Later.